like the real deal now. Ooh. Gonna kick this sorry ass out on the street. the Lord and Wesley podcast. My name is Robert Fuller and returning to the podcast is Bill Bitno. Bill, welcome back to the show. Hello, glad to be here, Robert. Thank you. And uh, we're continuing our series on The Undertaker's Streak and this time he is facing Batista for the World Heavyweight Championship at yeah. Western, Western 23. And mm-hmm. this is it's a simple start. We're going to turn it into a simple start, but I've not watched this match until then. But what I've right. read from Wikipedia and stuff, like, only don't want to take it as a good guy. He has a bit of a dick to Batista. He keeps on attacking him all right. the time. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of... Uh, there, there are a few attacks that happen from time to time. Uh, they sort of build up attention for a little while. The, the whole point of it is that Undertaker won the Royal Rumble. Yeah. So this is one of the more straightforward Undertaker feuds, actually, because he wins the Royal Rumble. He challenges Batista because it's 2007 and Batista's always a champion. Yes. And uh, so they so they, they kind of tease some tension for a little while. It comes to a head. I know actually more about this one than Mark Henry because I was watching at the time. Yeah. Uh, it comes to, the he- comes to a head at a big tag team match at, uh, what was it? No Way Out. Yes. Uh, which was John Cena, Shawn Michaels, who also fought each other at WrestleMania against Batista and Undertaker, which now sounds like a Raw main event. Yeah. But back then was built up as this massive deal, and it ends with one of one or the other of them beating him up, beating up the other one. Yeah. Batista turned on Undertaker. That's what happened. Yeah, he, he delivers a spiny bus to him. Uh, with the Warrior Rumble, is this the one where Undertaker enters number one or two? I show my is the next one. No, uh, that's the next year. Uh, Undertaker actually comes out at thirty in this Royal oh, Rumble. Wow, okay. <laughs> no, I know he's, the, he's the first one to ever ever win from thirty. So, yeah, because I know there's one there's one Warrior Rumble where I feel Undertaker has Shawn Michaels number one and two. And that's I believe two thousand eight and. Part of the point of that was that 2007 was uh, the end of the the end of that match was it's one of the better Royal Rumble endings. That one and uh, the Chris Jericho Sheamus one are probably, and I think to an extent Roman Reigns Batista was pretty good this year too. Yeah. But it's one of the better. It goes about four or five minutes with just Undertaker and Shawn Michaels as the last two people, and it's a great build. It's a pretty good Royal Rumble, wonderful ending. So, yeah. okay. Yeah, so it's 2008. Is that the one where Michael Buffer messes up the announcement? Was that 2007? Oh, I don't even. I don't even remember. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I remember I, that. I, so um, yeah, but um, so massive aside there. Uh, yes, yeah, so that's pretty much right. The whole story, so we go into it. Like he's won the Royal Rumble, and the kind of a back and forth uh, between each mm-hmm. other. Um, now, it, it's a I, I I remember. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember this being not a particularly interesting feud, honestly. No. There's a lot of instances where Batista 
Undertaker will have a match. Batista's on commentary, and Batista will just say things like, he, he, he's really lazy in the build, and a lot of it's like, yeah, it's going to be a good match. Undertaker's a great opponent, uh, but I'm going to win. Walk out with the World Heavyweight Championship. There's a lot of that going on, and they occasionally kind of come to blows, and Undertaker does as usual, I'm going to take the title and you will rest in peace kind of yeah. promo, and it's just a really kind of boring build to the match. So I, I honestly came into this match originally in 2007 when I first saw this, not expecting a whole lot. No. But yeah. it, uh, I think especially with WrestleMania, especially with World Heavyweight Championship match as well, you expect like, this really big build and you didn't mm-hmm. get it with this. I think it kind of folks more on seeing on my they were sort of kind of. I think they were counting on just the fact that it was Undertaker and Batista to build the match, and they had. I mean, Kane and uh, as I is this the one? Yeah, Kane and Great Kali have a match on this card that has you know more heat to it. To be yeah. honest, yeah. As, as terrible as that is. <laughs> yeah, it was a shame. Um, so when we get to the match, uh, one question: Why is Teddy Long the ring announcer? I don't know. Yeah. I didn't know that either. <laughs> Kevin out of nowhere was like, yeah, I was, we're announcing. Like, wait, what? No. <laughs> so, I don't he, 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 he briefly considered trying to make it a tag team match, but uh, security dragged him away. Yes. <laughs> yes. Holla, holla. Holla. Yes, I know. Yeah, I know the option is either one on one with the Undertaker or a tag team match. So, I don't think he'll do that. I know Taylor Lawrence go through his card with like his numerous reigns and SmackDown general manager. He's SmackDown general manager so many times. In, like, <laughs> and he'll just lose it for no reason. They'll bring in somebody else for about three months. And yeah. then it's just like, you can just set your watch by it because it'll just be right back to Taylor Long. Yes, and but when, when he's not the SmackDown general manager, he's been the assistant or he's been that... Well, especially yeah. in a couple of years ago when Laurinaitis was manager of both uh, SmackDown mm-hmm. and, and War. Uh, it's just I, I call I think I call him a blog Teddy Long's being Lord Nice's bitch because he is just <laughs> waited hand and foot on him and being embarrassed and like everything right. is really weird. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh but he was uh there was actually a thing I believe later this year where for whatever reason Teddy Long had run afoul of the Undertaker and they do a bit where Teddy Long gets into his limousine and Undertaker is in the front seat. And he goes, Buckle up, Teddy. And then like the limousine fills with like purple smoke and Teddy Long's got this look on his face and it is just the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. And it was, I believe, just a way to write Teddy Long out as general manager for two weeks before inevitably bringing him back again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with this match, uh, the commentators are much cold, as per usual. And mm-hmm. it sounded like I think it was JBL, was it? That is that is JBL, yeah. Yes, um, better, act, a little bit better than he was than he is nowadays. Oh god, yeah. Still, I mean, which is sort of like being the tallest midget, but he he does he does all right. He, he loves to say uh, there was one thing I wrote down that he loves to say. Let me see if I can find it. He loves to say "damn it to hell." Everything is "damn it to hell." Yes. He says it all the time, but yeah, he's he's fine. Uh, he's got a good dynamic about, with Michael Cole at this point because they're not just shouting over each other and arguing constantly. Yeah, he, he hadn't like quit at this time, had he? Because he was wrestling the next year. 
Yeah, he started wrestling again in early 2008 because uh, they did a whole bit where Chris Jericho had a match with Randy Orton. Jericho gets knocked into the announcers and JBL gets ticked off and becomes a wrestler again. Oh, right. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Batista comes out first and uh, right. it takes ages because he comes out, he goes to one end and then goes to the other end and then back down again. <laughs> So, like, yeah. and then he, he kind of seems to try to do his machine gun pyro thing. Nothing happens. Waits about 15 seconds, tries to do it again, and this time it works. So I don't know if yeah. there was a missed cue or something like that, but he just spins forever, which is fine by me because I get to listen to Batista's hilarious, terrible entrance music. Yes. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it, 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 it's quite weird. I, I mean, I do like the machine gun bit, and it's, but it just takes forever <laughs> with the entrance. He seems to like, you know, right. plant, he seems to like plant right. around and all this stuff, but, you know, what can you do? Um, does come out. Yeah, he, he milks it. Yes, he does. Um, of course they do. Yes, does come <laughs> out. Uh, you get the firework followed by flame. With big torches. Yes. Uh, we just start and the Druids leave. <laughs> and, um, right, they, they just come out, Druids, and then bye. Yeah, that's it. I'm done. Why do Druids. Why are. This doesn't. Why are druids singing Gregorian chants? By the way, this is never quite explained. I think there's a religious difference there. I don't know. I, I but, honestly have no clue. But they're druids, and they seem to be singing in Latin. And no, you're druid singing singing old Celtic or something like that. No. Yes. Um, I don't know that you could write a whole book on the mythology of the Undertaker, <laughs> and no one no one would read it. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, so yeah, so I kind of like this entrance because you get obviously you get the music starting, and you get the light coming the entrance. I see the um, mm-hmm. Undertaker walking down, the flames going on by him. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I still think the best entrance he did was the one against Punk last year. We had the hands coming out. Oh, that was one. That was great. Yeah, that was wonderful. Wonderful one. Um, right. So, so anyway, we, we'll get to the match. Um, <laughs> Batista doesn't mess around here, just spears Undertaker. And, uh, <laughs> right off the bat. Yeah, yes. I see what he's doing now, because I, I see what Batista do, trying to like keep the Undertaker like off off his game, trying to keep him down. Right. Trying to get him cornered. And um there's a bit um, there's a bit of fun in the corners, but both guys do it for a bit. And then Batista gets the upper hand right. and sends Undertaker bouncing off the opposite corner, gives him a clothesline. Right. Um, he then closed down Undertaker over the top rope, but uh, right. Undertaker lands on his feet and then drags Batista out to the floor. Right. Um, Taker right. finds there's one bit where it looks really brutal where Taker goes flying to the steel steps. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and and right off the bat, I gotta say there are there are sometimes, even in 2007, 2008, around that time, where Batista is usually either on or off during a match. Yeah. He he will have some matches that are just lazy and dull, but then every once in a while he'll totally turn it on. And he has these he has real this is one you can tell right off the bat. Batista has come here to have a to have a good match. Yeah. You can if you've seen enough Batista matches like I have, you can kind of tell when he's ready to go. He has not been ready to go since he's come come back this time, but that's a no. whole other kettle of fish. <laughs> yes, uh, but he is on. <laughs> yes, he is here. So he gets he gets taken on the steps. I got to mention something. One more thing, real quick. Uh, yeah. 
uh, Undertaker's got he's got his MMA gloves. Yeah, and he's doing sh- his shadow boxing type thing, and Matt Striker and not Matt Striker. I'm sorry, Michael Cole. I called you Matt Striker. <laughs> Terrible insult. Uh, Cole and JBL a lot of times call him the best pure striker in the history of the game. And yeah, again, this is one of those things that I just do not get with Undertaker. They they try to add these different dimensions to him, and it just never works. And the best pure striker thing seems to just mean. Uh, throws punches and shadow boxes when he gets dizzy. So I don't know. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so <clears throat> um, other thing, he goes back into the wing and he does uh, a solo the charge on top rope for two. Uh, yeah, it's great. You never see Batista do that either. No, I don't think I've ever seen him go above the first turn, but never mind the second one. Um, yeah, and the conversation I try shocked by that. Mm-hmm. I which is really weird. I think it's because they never seen Batista <laughs> do that before. <laughs> well, J- JBL and Michael Cole's job at this point was to be shocked by everything. So, yes. which uh, I'll talk about with JBL again when we get to the end of the match. But go ahead. <laughs> yes, um, Peter responds with right hands. Uh, he gets a big boot, but he responds with a clothesline, gets a number two. Um, hits a scoop slam, right? And uh, tries to kick Undertaker, but Undertaker does it, and he uses his move where he's on his knees. I guess how that went by mm-hmm. doing like multiple punches to the stomach and then entering an uppercut. Right. The the Mike Tyson's punch out approach. Yes. <laughs> um they have saved punches before Undertaker gets the advantage. Um Right. Taylor sends him to the corner, does two avalanche punches, then the snake eyes, then the big boot, and then does a leg drop, and I love Undertaker's leg drop, just it gets so much like air between where mm-hmm. he comes up. It's just, oh it's great. Yeah, oh it's, it's great, yeah. And I thought that moves only gets um, only gets two. Um, I know two you don't but it, but so, but uh, JBL does say it'll rearrange your bicuspids. Yes, uh, with so, Batista. So, so 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 yes. So Batista yeah. presumably at this point is is wrestling with rearranged bicuspids. Yes. So if you can imagine that sort of injury. Yes, uh, I don't really want to. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I know you don't like it being called this, but. Um, Undertaker does the old school. Old, he does the old school, yes. Yeah. Um, he goes <laughs> the for the choke. Yeah. He goes for the choke slam, but Peter gets out of it, and then Taker does a really bad flying clothesline. It did not look good at all. <laughs> was that what that was supposed to be? I, I'm what guessing. Because I, I, I just called it a flying thing. Yeah. So I just I, I, but but I got I got to say Batista. He doesn't just get out of the choke slam. He grabs Undertaker's hand, and he just completely powers out of it. Yeah. Which is a spot that I always love. And then Undertaker does his flying Yes. Yeah. His world's strongest thing. Yes it is. Um and and at this point Cole, by the way, says he is shocked and surprised about how this match is going. So uh yeah, I defend Michael Cole, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not much even He's both shocked and surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there's right hand of Batista that sends Batista out the wing. Um, right. Undertaker follows him, bounces his head up the steel steps, and it doesn't mean when he, you know, he hangs the guy off the apron, and there's a couple of elbows followed by the, uh, what they call the guillotine leg drop. Uh, mm-hmm. right. Batista, like, like, rolls to the floor. Uh, Taker goes back in the ring, does the suicide dive over the top rope, and, um, mm-hmm. 
just gotta say because I've I've watched all the matches up to the, up to the time of call this. I've watched all the matches up to twenty seven, and I loved mm-hmm. the I used to love the suicide over the top rope. Then I watched when he did it at twenty five. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one is rough. That yeah. one is rough. Yeah, and he did it twenty seven, and he once again was just short. I think Triple H managed to just about you know catch enough of him to make sure <laughs> he didn't get killed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and how often did when did he start doing that? Do you know? Because I we um, talked we talked last time. He, he about tried how he did it to, last year, how he did it in twenty ten. Yeah, he tried. He did it uh, WrestleMania fourteen uh, against Kane, but that against failed. Kane. Yeah, but that failed because he totally missed and just went went <laughs> face planted on the Spanish announce table. Um, I presume right. he must have did it beforehand, but just offhand, I know he definitely did it WrestleMania fourteen. Um, I'm surprised back that long because it's a spot that I associate with post 2000 Undertaker. You know what I mean? Yeah. After after Biker Undertaker. Yeah, he didn't even do that uh, Biker, did he? N- no, he. I don't think so. Not that I can ever recall. No. Um. Take, um. Pretty much, that goes back outside, and uh, Undertaker breaks the count. But he gets thrown to the timekeeper's position, uh, like narrowly avoiding living Garcia. Right. Um, the fight. I don't know what we're up to now. Um, Batista breaks the count and starts beating on the Undertaker. Um, right. Now this is the fan fan because he's the champion, so he doesn't need to break the count. But exactly. Um, but apparently, Undertaker was like, "Go." Apparently, he's like saying that he guarantees he, he guarantees he will pin the Undertaker. Um, uh huh. Yeah, uh, spoiler alert, he's going to regret that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, um, the fight on the war announce table, and Batista power slams him through the ECW announce table. Now, this time, the Spanish, <laughs> the, sorry, the Spanish announcers aren't, on, aren't at ringside. They must be at the back somewhere. But you got the... This, mm-hmm. The commentators at the time were... Pretty much it was ECW match on the ECW commentators would commentate, SmackDown and War. There's only stuff. one... E- there's Wait. only, well, I don't remember. Did the ECW, the ECW commentators were was it Taz and Joey Styles at this I, point? I think so. Yes. And and then you got uh, Lawler and uh, Jr. on Raw, and you've got JBL and Cole on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, just a ridiculous amount of commentators at this point. I think uh, Styles and Taz were only out for the one match. Yeah, because unless one. they did. Unless they did Battle of the Billion, because Lashley was on ECW at the time, so I don't know. Do they do Battle of the Billionaires? I didn't watch Battle of the Billionaires because I don't know. To hell with Donald Trump. <laughs> no, um, did do so bad. I mean, the only matches I've watched. I mean, we, I've been meaning to watch Twenty Three for ages, but I've only ever watched this match mm-hmm. and the main event. Right. And then watched Battle of the right. Billionaires. But I knew it was during this time that they made a big deal about ECW, and then kind of they no watered it down really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yes, I do. Um, so, did... so you say? No, I'm, no. I was, I was just saying that. Yeah, this was not the best time for ECW. It, it got really good, actually, starting in 2007 when Mark Henry came over. Yeah. Um, and then it started slowly getting better. And at one point, I think it was the best show they had. Yeah. So a few by a few years later, it was just tremendous. But not at this point. At this point, it was all. New breed at ECW Originals. Mm. Um, so, back to the match. Uh, 
this is a brace account yes. again. <laughs> and then um, Drax, I only take it back inside and cover through and he gets two. Um, so, Batista mm-hmm. stops beating Undertaker. He goes for his Batista bomb, but Undertaker mm-hmm. gets the angry him. eyes. Yes. Taker sends him to the corner, does a few <laughs> punches, and then tries to send him to the opposite corner, but gets stopped with the end. And Undertaker gets hit with a belly to belly suplex. Uh, they fight in the corner. Um, mm-hmm. And like Mark Henry last year, he uh, does a 10 pushes in the corner. Mm-hmm. And I think to himself, did you, not, did you not learn from last year? <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's, yeah, I didn't even notice that. You're right. It's the same spot. Yeah. Well, cause but that, this, but the, this year, instead of Taz saying whatever Taz says, JBL says something like, he smelled like smoke because he's been through fire. This is where he's home because he's been through battle. He's got the scars and the scars. And it's just really. JBL being JBL. Yeah. Uh, this is ridiculous. Well, it's a bit weird because um, uh, I'm a big Ruby Union fan, and uh, all, the, all the professionals all talk about, you know, watching like game footage. I know the same in, in the NFL as well. And I know, mm-hmm. I know with WWE, the kind of occasionally goes entertainment, occasionally goes sports. It kind of depends on the concept. But right. surely, if you face on the taking, you would study some matches. And, exactly. Because uh, that's. That the spot there, that's how the triple the first triple H match ends. Like triple H punches mm-hmm. the corner and take it just drives into the, the last ride to win it. So right. you know, you would have thought, oh better not do that. But this, this happens all the time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um but it's okay, um look he but he does kick out at two. Um mm-hmm. hits the spine buster. Uh, I think it just gets up practically straight away. Um Yeah, but, they kinda Swap swap finisher at this point for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but um, but he hits a few punches, misses a clothesline, but get hit with a choke slam for two. Um, and then yep. but honestly, he goes for the t- for the tombstone, but he gets out of it, hits the spear, then the Batista mm-hmm. the bomb, and he on- only just gets I think it's like two and a half that he gets, and Batista yeah. looks shocked by it. Mm-hmm. Undertaker and kicking out a finisher at WrestleMania shocker, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not as bad. Who uh, knew? It's not a bit of his face. It's not as. Um, I think the best thing he did when he faced Cena in 26. He thought he had the match one. And mm-hmm. the face he pulled when Cena kicked out, which is just priceless. Right, right, right. Taker's side, Busy goes for another, another one, but receives a back body drop instead. Um. Peter looks like he's going to mm-hmm. go for. No, uh, the end comes where he's going to go to. Mm-hmm. So you're saying? No, I was just saying he he looks like Batista looks like he's going to go for a tombstone. Yeah. At the end of the match. Yeah, that's that, that's all for. Uh, yeah. He, he had him over his shoulder. Yeah, that's so what I, it looked like to me. Well, mm-hmm. I thought he was going to go for like a power slam because of the way he had him up. But all the thing gets out of it, uh, bounces right. off the turnbuckle and hits the tombstone to get the win. <laughs> And become the world heavyweight champion. Yep. And um, that's it. That's really the end of the match. I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm easy to please. I think quite enjoyed this match. I thought it was quite fun. A bit of back and forth. What you want to do? Probably a little bit of mm-hmm. nonsensical things that Batista probably did, but that's probably because I'm probably yeah. And like, probably there's some silliness, but oh, yeah. So- yeah, you're right. There's a bit of silliness in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and um, 
I can't remember now. How long is Undertaker World Champion here? Uh, he goes through, I believe, the summer. Uh, he mostly has matches with Batista for a while. He They have a match after this, I believe, at Backlash. Yeah. Uh, though I might be wrong. A uh, last man standing match, which if you like big, crazy wrestling visuals, this one ends with the entire Backlash set falling on top of them from the stage. So it's a pretty cool match and a pretty cool little feud. Uh, he, st- he doesn't stay champion for that long because, as I recall, he gets hurt. Yeah. Mark Henry attacks him. Edge cashes in the money in the bank, uh, which he just won from, uh, oh, God, Mr. Kennedy. Yeah. Which I apologize. That's how I pronounce his name. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, Mr. Kennedy. Um, and then Taker's out for a little while and eventually comes back with scorpions and druids and dominus video cuts to yeah. fight Mark Henry. Again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I, sh- I should remember that because I've got the edge cashes in on the Undertaker the second mm-hmm. time. And that kind of right. forms the basis for the next feud when he faces um, right. Edge. Right. Th- this, was, this was a terrible summer for this kind of stuff because then after that, Edge gets injured. Yes. And they don't want to just give the belt back to Batista, so they give it to Kali. Oh, God. So Kali spends a little time as champion, uh, fights Batista in like a. Uh, a, a Is that the Punjabi the, prison uh, match? Says, well, yes, the Punjabi prison match. Oh. Uh, and yeah, that happens, uh, I believe, middle of the summer. Yeah, Kali wins the belt. Uh, okay. And he feuds with feuds Kane, Batista, and a couple other guys. And it's just. Basically a holding pattern until they inevitably put the belt back on Batista. So, oh, okay, I didn't, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I forgot. Ridiculous that time for SmackDown. Yeah, well, um, it, it, it's going through a weird bit because they went through so many commentators as well during this period. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, I, I forgot. Jr. got cycled in for a while. Uh, yeah. Mick Foley did yeah. it for a little while. Yeah, yeah, JBL. Um, and when Undertaker faces Edge, it's Michael Cole and Jonathan Coachman, which. Mm-hmm. Woof, oh. <laughs> yeah. There was I remember this maybe later this year there was a brief period where on ECW they tried out uh Brad Armstrong uh from WCW as a commentator for about a week or two. And he was uh Road Dog's older brother. Oh, okay. And yeah, that, that that name might not mean much unless you watched a whole lot of WCW Saturday night like I did. So uh, but he was really not very good. But yeah, they were cycling in commentators in and out all the time at this point. Yeah. I know they're doing it now with um, NXT now. Because um, one, thing, one thing I found weird was to do with Byron Saxon because he, like, one week he's, he's ring announcing, and the next week he's mm-hmm. the interviewer. And the week after that, he's on commentary for being the heel commentating. Like, it is right, weird to right, do with right. him. Um, because mm-hmm. they they've had um, obviously William Wiggles on it, and he's really good. I really enjoy. Yeah, uh, Tensai is. I think Jason Albert is his name now, and uh, occasionally does it. Uh, yeah, ten. Well, it's called, it's called Sweet Tea now. Uh, he's actually pretty no, good. He, no, he no, he goes by. He's actually. Uh, hang on, I'll find it. He's actually going by a different name now. I Jason mean, Albert. Yeah, that's right. Oh God, is, yeah. Is, he's, he's, yeah, Jason Albert is his commentary name, yeah. Okay, I actually tried to join him in commentary. He's not bad. 
No, uh, he's good. Uh, and Alex Riley is the other one who cycles a nut, and he's he's bad. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that got me, it was it was so obs- it was talking about the Miz all the time. You know, like like mm-hmm. you get it. <laughs> Well, I mean, what else is he going to talk about? You have William Regal over there, who's wrestled a hundred billion matches on every continent, who's probably wrestled on Antarctica at one point. Yeah. Uh, so he's got like this history to build on, so he can talk about uh, what all I was grappling with Kendo Nagasaki and all this, and then yeah. uh, Alex Riley. Oh, when I was with the Miz, we <laughs> I used to carry his briefcase. Yeah. And I used the briefcase to hit John Cena, and that's yeah. kind of like what you're seeing right now. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming, Alex. Yeah. Lord. <laughs> yes, it's really bad. Same because I think NSC is like that like ECW at, at the time we're talking about. I think NSC is probably the right. best program WWE is right. at the minute. Exactly. Because it's just it's just straight ahead, no bull crap, no here's how you download the app. Uh, it's just young people wrestling, trying things out, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't, trying to get a shot. And it's, it's cool. Yes, it is. I really dig that about it. Yes. Um, so, um, Bill, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, I'm at uh, Bill at the end on Twitter at Bill at the end, all one word. Uh, I tweet about wrestling, especially this year. It's WrestleMania time. I've got a rarely updated blog, which is Bill at the end of the world dot wordpress dot com. I've got some things there. I'm actually still selling a book. Uh, I've written a short story for this book uh, about kind of a Bobo Brazil character in the. Uh, in the 1970s, so you can get that as well. And uh, yeah, that's where to find me. Yeah. Um, as for me, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Lowdown Wrestling. Uh, my blog is lowdownwrestling.blogspot.com. Uh, just focus on pay per view reviews at the minute, and then uh, hopefully after WrestleMania, when I've done the podcast series, I'll do more about painting pieces and stuff like that. Um, so, Bill, thank you very much for being on the show. All right, my pleasure. Thank you. Yes, and um, join me next time as Sawyer Paul returns to the podcast and we discuss the Edge match that Undertaker has at WrestleMania 24. So, until then, uh, thanks for listening and take care.